From JBLE Studios, you're listening to The Whole Picture, the military-produced podcast which reaches beyond the front gates. Each month, we choose the topic and bring you a variety of segments that fit within that theme. I'm Airman First Class Nicholas Myers, and I'll be your producer for this month's show. With me today is Airman First Class Enrique Barcelo, and today we're talking about family. Do you have military in your family? No, I don't. I was the first to join the military. My parents did not really want me to. They were scared of being separated from their son. They didn't want me to be deployed. They didn't want me in harm's way. Naturally, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I joined regardless because I needed a job and I wanted to get married and, you know, continue on with my life. I know that you come from a big military family. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, So my my grandpa, he was Navy. My grandma, she was Army. My other grandpa, he was Army. My uncle's a retired general for the Army. I have two cousins that were Marines. And then my mom, dad, and my sister are all prior Air Force. So was it kind of expected of you to join the military? Yeah, I feel like it was. So my mom has this wall at her house of everyone's basic training pictures. She has her picture. She has her shadow box when she retired. She has my dad's basic training picture. She has my older sister's. And now she has mine. So now I feel a little bad for my little sister. She's the only one that hasn't joined out of all of us. I was raised around military. So I moved around from bases a lot. I lived in Germany and Belgium, California, North Carolina. We moved a lot. And so I got used to picking up and going every couple of years. So it kind of after, you know, after you're raised that way, it's kind of instilled in you. When I was a kid, I loathed it. I'd make friends. I'd finally settle in. And then my mom would come home and say, hey, we're moving. And I'd say, oh, okay. I probably wouldn't sound as ecstatic about it, but I'd be like, okay, <laughs> we're moving. Okay. But now, now I'm really thankful that we moved around so much. But, but you, you know. Yeah, uh, I was, I'm the complete opposite. I, I mean, I lived in Florida my whole life. Uh, I knew my friends forever. And I, I think that was the hardest part about joining the military. I wasn't scared of getting deployed. I wasn't scared of basic training. I really just, I didn't want to be away from the people I had been with my whole life. To this day, I think that's still the hardest part about being in the military, being away from your friends and being away from your family. I just spoke to my mom about it. I sat down with her and uh, I interviewed her. She's across the country in Oregon, so I had to interview her via Skype. But I actually talked to her a little bit about that because I remember growing up, you know, for different holidays, Thanksgiving, um, and just, you know, occasionally just throughout the year, there would be military over at our house eating, you know, dinner with our family, or she'd have, you know, uh, a barbecue and she'd have people over from the base a lot. And it was really important to her. When you say, you know, you missed your family, or that you do miss your family and your friends back home, that's kind of what she was trying to combat a little bit. My name is Ruth Ann Myers, and I am a 20-year retired U.S. Air Force... No. Stop. (laughs) I get it, Nick. I got it. Okay. You're good. You're good. Take, Take three. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, my name's Ruth Ann Myers, and I am a Master Sergeant retired U.S. Air Force. Uh, I was in 20 years, retired after 20 years. When you were a young airman, out of basic, you've gone through tech school, 
and you're out at your first base. I'm sure you had to spend some holidays, maybe birthdays away from everybody, right? You couldn't go home for all those. No, I couldn't. And one thing I did do um, back then, because I was young, I wasn't really a supervisor. People that were alone or say they didn't have anybody, a friend or anything, I would bring them home with me for lunch. And so we'd have lunch so that they weren't by themselves for lunch. In Mississippi, when that was my first base, there's a guy who's so goofy. Nobody, you know, everybody thought he was so weird and everything. But see, you know what? It didn't stop me at lunchtime to say, hey, do you want to come over and have lunch with me? You have to watch my soap opera with me, but do you want to come over and have lunch with me? And he would go, sure. And I did that with a lot of people at lunchtime. You know, I lived close enough where I could bring him home with me and we would, I would make lunch or they we'd make lunch together and and they didn't have to be by themselves they didn't have to go to the chow hall by themselves and sit at a table alone that's a very sad depressing thing which i mean i know that's not a holiday but that was my way of making sure that people were close and not lonely where do you think that came from it just came from me knowing that people are out there and they don't have anywhere to go i i, I hate to see someone be by themselves. I believe that if I took care of my airmen, my people, that they're going to take care of me. And it just would hurt me to see somebody not have that Air Force family to go to and, and be part of my family, you know, so that they have a family. And some of those people are still today my, my friends. So she took it upon herself to make sure that she was looking at those airmen around her that didn't have their families, especially overseas, and kind of make sure that they didn't feel that loneliness that could very easily set in. You've struggled with, with depression. Has it been your whole life that you've struggled with that? Um, well, I did in high school, and then I kind of... Maybe a little in the military, and then I kind of just blocked everything out of my head. And then I went and worked, and then finally it overtook me. So, yeah. You taking care of these people and making sure that they were taken care of, do you think it helped you just as much as it was helping them? Maybe that made the uh, depression not hit me so hard because I was so focused on helping other people that when that when I stopped working... I didn't have those people to help anymore. Does it get lonely? Moving to a new base, moving to a new state, being at a base, not knowing anybody, does that get lonely? Um, yeah, it gets lonely. And for I'm pretty sure that goes for anybody who recently PCSs. It's not, it's not an easy transition, just picking up and going. And that's probably one of the hardest things about being in the military. I know when I went to basic training, I went through in the holiday season. And for Thanksgiving, I actually got adopted by one of the families. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me, especially, you know, being in basic training. And you said your mom had a similar philosophy. Did she do anything like that for the holidays? She would have people over for holidays, so they didn't have their immediate family there for Thanksgiving. 
Uh, she'd invite them over to the house. They'd have dinner with our family. Um, if Christmas, she'd have them over Christmas morning while we're opening presents, and they'd have presents, you know? That's amazing. There was a lady that was going through a divorce, and, and I don't even remember it, but years later, she's telling me that. She goes, I'll never forget you for that. And every Thanksgiving, I cry. And I was like, what? She was going through a divorce, and I called her up. I said, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Where are you eating at? And she said, oh, I'm eating here. I said, oh, no, you're not. I said, no, you're not. I said, We're com I'm coming to get you, and you're going to come over to my sister's house, and you're going to have Thanksgiving with us. And she never forgot that. There's this connection when you meet people, and you know you're all in the same situation of being alone. Whether you, you have a spouse and children, you're still alone because your real family's way over wherever, but... To know that all the other people that you're assigned with are in the same exact situation, that you can come together and form this bond as a family, an Air Force family, a military family. So your mom talked a lot about how it's important to keep the family connection strong. She was mostly talking about military family, but I think it also applies to your actual family. I think there's a unique challenge to military members because there's so many sacrifices you make. One of those sacrifices is sometimes with your own family. Your children, for instance, they move around from location to location and they don't develop roots in any one particular area. You know, that can be good and bad. Your spouse, for instance, may have to put their career on hold while you pursue your military career and you work on that. Yeah. Those are all challenges that I think are unique and universal to military members. Another challenge that's specific to military members is when the Air Force sends you on temporary duties or when you change stations, you miss moments in your family's lives. I sat down with uh, Staff Sergeant Kimberly Strong, whose husband recently deployed. We talked about some of the challenges that are unique to military families. So we've been married uh, almost six years, but we've only been able to live together just a little over two years before he just deployed. So how many deployments have you guys been through together? This is our second one. He's deployed twice. What was that experience like? It wasn't bad, and I only say that because of technology. Because of technology, we're able to talk all the time, um, text, because he would have a mobile hotspot on his phone. So he could just text me or FaceTime me whenever he had the chance. And of course, because of the time zones, so we had to work that out too. The first time, I was just by myself, so I could go to the gym whenever I wanted. So I mean, it was just mainly me, but it's, it's a huge change since the first time he deployed compared to the second time. The only hard thing is when I'm trying to cook supper at night, and Cadence is one now, so she's constantly on my heels, wanting my attention. But when he was home, he would keep Cadence and he'd keep her entertained, so that's just really the hard part right now. Hey Cadence, Daddy loves you. Be good. I love you. I love you, Booger. I love you, Cadence. Mwah. Blow kiss. Mwah. Love you. Bye. As you can see, they do their best to communicate 
despite the challenges they have, such as, you know, time difference or lack of access to Wi-Fi or signal. And it's important to communicate while you're separated, while you're on deployment, or while you're on TDY. But it's also important to communicate before you have these challenges come up. That way you're prepared for them. That way you have your expectations set. If the deployed spouse is the money holder and is always taking care of all the budgets, and let's say um, he or she forgets to give their home front spouse the debit card or access to this bank, what is, what is the home spouse going to do? How is he or she going to feed the children if they have any? You know what I mean? What if the car breaks down? Does that spouse know how to change a tire? Know how to change oil? Do they know who to call in case something happens? Because there might be that spouse that is 100% dependent on the other one. So as you can see, it pays off to be prepared, you know, for that inevitable moment where your spouse deploys and you're probably going to be alone, you're going to have to take care of the house, you're going to have to take care of the kids, and you have to be ready for those situations and those challenges that arise. Uh, stay busy and think positive because... Oh, if you just start thinking negative and you don't try to fill the void of when your spouse leaves, you're going to go crazy. And you don't want that. You don't want that for yourself. I'm sorry. <sighs> if, you, if you can't maintain your household and maintain yourself and your children, that's also going to add stress onto your your spouse who's deployed, so... <sighs> I remember my mom had a panic attack once because I actually got an incentive ride to drive an MRAP. Sorry, for the people who don't know what that is... Oh, it's the military vehicle that will go outside the wire and it could take on, um, like, damage and... My mom thought that I had went outside the wire and she freaked out and panicked because she didn't think that I was like fully communicating with her. And she thought I was going to be in harm's way. So when she started panicking at home, it caused my entire family to start freaking out. So it then, it caused stress on me because I was worried about my mom. If, if home front is not taken care of, the individual in the deployed location is going to have a hard time. Thanks for listening. This has been The Whole Picture from JBLE Studios. For more stories like those you heard today, visit us at www.jble.af.mil and be sure to subscribe to our show. I'm your producer, Airman First Class Nicholas Myers, and additional contributions for this show were provided by Airman First Class Enrique Barcelo. Special thanks to Jason Shaw, whose music was used in this production.